So how, what, what's it like for you schedule-wise at the moment? Are you kind of like inundated with living on Zoom? Yes, definitely. Definitely living on Zoom. And I'm, it's been a good opportunity if there is any positive. I mean, this has definitely made me hunker down. I'm writing another book. This book is for all my men out there who want 10x relationships, want a 10x woman, who want to reach heightened success with someone who understands that, you know, um, that that's the whole purpose of a 10x relationship is to reach heightened levels of success together as a couple. So I'm hunkering down writing this book for men. I think it's going to help them a lot. And I can't wait to hear their feedback. I can't believe that you're writing a book about that. That's phenomenal. You, you, you just non-stop, aren't you? You just go, go, go. It's like... Go, 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 go. Especially uh, at times like this. Um, especially at times like this. I'm, I'm a hyperactive person. I've always been hyper. I've always had a trampoline in my backyard. I'm always constantly in motion. I don't like being pinned down or, you know, have to be in confined spaces. So this is difficult for me. Um, because I like to be in action. I like, I like action. I like activity. So, so especially right now, I just have to like keep very busy on things so I don't lose my mind. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Have you got an uncomfortable relationship with the fridge yet? Yes, I have. <laughs> and I decided today that really needs to stop. I was kind of justifying myself for Easter, but now I've had it because I started this thing and I had dropped about 10, 12 pounds and I was like feeling good again and I can feel it creeping back up. So I'm, I'm done. I'm getting back in my, my game. Anna, Anna is one of these ladies that can't put weight on or doesn't find it easy to put weight on. So for her, coming home from the supermarket with cookies and, and cakes and stuff like that, she's like, well, what if, what, you know, if, what if you fancy some snacks? I'm like, hun. I said, we can't do this. I said, it was bad. You remember when we went for dinner, we had that massive dessert when we sat in that restaurant that night when you were in Dubai. It's just like- Yeah, and you ate it all? I did, well, you ate loads of it. <laughs> you did. Massive tray of desserts, massive, this big, and Spencer ate them all. That, on me. that was rubbish. That was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> they were, that was good though, wasn't it? It was good. That was an epic dessert. Fun night. Fun night. Yeah, it was. I, um, so tell me, what's going on? I mean, let's just get the, the, the discussion that everyone's talking about out of the way, first of all, because I think that we just we need to touch on that just to recognise it. How, um, obviously the States has got more, more, the numbers are growing in the States, more so than they are in other parts of the world. And so there's the genuine concern of this virus. What, what do you make of it all? How do you, how do you see it all? How do you, why, what? What do you make of it? What do you, what do you make of the whole virus thing and the way that they're handling it and the impact that it might have on the economy? I mean, what do you, how do you see it? Well, you know, I don't know. All I know is that one of my strengths is that, um, that I'm a visionary. And I might not have all the answers, but what a visionary is, is someone that can have the ability to plan for the future um, by using wisdom and imagination. So I have gone down every single worst case scenario that I possibly can. And I've come back into kind of present time and written up a list on how I need to prepare for the future, not only financially, but physically, and just every sort of aspect of all of this. I don't know, honestly, what to make of it all. 
all, I've, you know, I've gone down the conspiracy theory uh, road. I've watched videos. Grant's like, stop watching that. I won't even talk to Grant about it. Um, so I don't know if they're hyping this thing, if there's some other agenda going on. I don't know. I don't know if this is like, what are they not telling us? But all I can do is look at like, well, what can I do? So from now on, it's like, well, I don't need to see a conspiracy theory unless you, unless there's some resistance that someone's forming that I can join or there's something I can do, stop sending me videos. Like, okay, this 5G thing talk. Okay, if, if there's a letter I can write to say, hey, I don't want the towers, I'm gonna fight this. Okay, tell me about that. Let me do my research. Is it really putting radiation out? How can we stop this? If I can't do something about it, I'm like, don't send it to me. Like, send it to me with a solution. So, I mean, I don't know what to make of it all. I'm as confused as everybody else, but I do know what I can do. And what I can do is I can come out on the other side of this, a better, stronger, more unstoppable me. I went through 2008. I've been preparing for this moment since then. Um, the moment has arrived. It still hurts. I still think, oh my God, have I been underprepared? Did we not help prepare people enough? I go through all those little things in my head, circuits or whatever. And all I can say is I'm in a better, uh, condition to succeed or to come out of the other side of this because i know what to do i've been there before i've done it i've hunkered down i've i've accepted the number one thing uh that i heard grant say actually is accept where you're at accept the conditions accept like worst case scenario take yourself to zero i've done that if you don't know what take yourself to zero means it means in in your mind take yourself to zero like if you had no money how do you use your imagination and wisdom to plan for the future do you need to get another job do you need what can you do how do you get yourself out of there to be able to provide for you and your family when this is done so i've taken myself to zero the third thing we've done is economize if it doesn't uh help generate revenue if i'm not doing something that's gonna be a self-enhancement to make me more courageous more have more confidence more power more understanding on the other side of this i'm not paying for it so anything that is like wasteful spending is done um and then the fourth thing is we're trying to figure out how to expand through these times so i'm doing everything that i'm doing how can i expand how can i get myself on the communication lines of the world. I'm in Dubai right now from the privacy of my home. That's saying something. So that's what we're going through. And those are some of the little steps of what we're doing. Um, the other thing that I can control is the discipline I have on myself. I've put myself on a very strict regimen right now. I wake up every morning at 6 a.m. I'm writing on my book from 6 to about 7, 7.30. Then when Scarlett wakes up, it's, you know, hour with Scarlett time. It's, you know, then Scarlett gets put on projects or homework or whatever. I go back on my book or I'm doing podcasts, but I'm also building up my immune system by taking my vitamins, drinking my gallon of water throughout the day. Um, just checking off my to-do list of everything that I can do so that when I'm done with this, I have more confidence. And confidence comes from doing what you say you're gonna do.
a lot of people go through the kind of the, the, the I call it the three boxes. They go into shock when they first experience something like this. They then move on to a box of fear and worrying about what can happen because they're consuming maybe a lot of news on social media or, or news on the news channels even, whether that's BBC, CNN or whatever. And when they're stuck in that place of fear and worry, it paralyzes them so that they can't move forward. And then the box they move into, I believe, is that one where it's kind of like, okay, enough is enough. I need to do something now. I need to fight. And, and it's that box that people need to move to, I believe, now, quickly. Because when you get to that state, you get to, you get to your patience is worn down. You've got to crack on and you've got to get on with your life. But also another aspect of that is that 75% of the population live paycheck to paycheck. So with that percentage of the population living paycheck to paycheck, they, they're going to get to a point where they have no choice. They're not going to be able to buy food. They're not going to be able to buy diapers, you know, that kind of stuff. So that is going to have to put them into that fight mode where, you know, they can't be controlled by essentially a police state. They've got to now say to themselves, Look, I've got to feed my family. I can't sit in this apartment anymore. I've got to get out and feed my family. And so when you look at entrepreneurs and business people out there, getting them into that state of fight for me, is everything that I'm focused on at the moment. It's like, how can I take you from wherever you are, wherever your mind is right now, to the place where you fight? And it's not a place of being super positive. It's a place of going from being negative just to neutral for now. It's because at neutral, we can get them into planning mode. We can get them into a phase where they say, right, now I need to plan. Okay, I'm going to create a plan, and then I can execute on that. Once I've executed, even if that's a week's plan or two weeks plan, I can then feel some confidence, and I can move into the positive territory. Do you agree with that kind of stuff? For sure. I mean, I believe in um, planning and preparing. That's, that's my motto, prepare for the worst and you know, hope it never happens. And you know, people look at me like I'm crazy half of the time for some of the stuff I plan for, but you know what? I'd rather be pre prepared and, and own up to that responsibility that if, if something went down, bad or good financially or like what you said if people get hungry and riots start in the street or people try to break into houses or come up here or whatever it's like i prepared for every case scenario um because i understand that these times are are difficult and people might get desperate i'm hoping it doesn't get to that point though i'm really hoping we can figure out how to phase and open up and i'm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful at this point. At this point, I haven't seen so much craziness. I haven't heard so many crazy stories. So I'm, I'm really hoping that we can all come together in a very humane, humanitarian way and help each other out and get through this together. Um, I, I'm sensing that people truly are good and these times can bring out good, but I'm also prepared for evil. But I, I don't really think it's going to go there. Okay, so 2008, 2009 came along, and I remember Grant talking a lot about the fact that he really accelerated into that period. It was like it was time for expansion. A lot of people would say, oh, it's okay for you. It's okay for him. It's okay for her to think about that. You know, I've got cash flow issues. But it isn't to me, it isn't always about money. Sometimes it's about expansion of your mind, expansion of your creativity. A lot of the time people don't like change. And because they don't like change, until they're forced to change, it doesn't happen. So great example is here in Dubai. I'm out and about seeing clients doing my job, jumping in the car, running around the city. And then this situation happens, which means I'm now literally limited. 
hey guys, how you doing? I'm literally limited and I have to do everything from my dining table essentially. But because that change has been forced upon me, because I lent into it rather than getting scared of it, okay, I accepted it and did something about it. And I think there's so many things that people can start doing now. When it comes to social media, people say, yeah, but Grant and Elena have got great audiences on social media. And like, do you think that just comes just from spending money? Or do you think there's another aspect to it? They've got to create great content. They've got to create content that's valuable. They've got to lean into their expertise and share with people what they know, how they've applied it in their life and how it can work for them. And so when I see people out there that are kind of in that, that, that it's all right for you phase or that negative phase, I just want to shake them, okay? And just say, come on, okay? Because there is so much you can do. I'm on Zoom literally at least 12 hours every day in meetings. And so literally nonstop. And what's great about on these Zoom meetings, if I say two o'clock, someone's there at two o'clock. If I say four o'clock, they're there at four o'clock. Everyone's on time. Nobody's delayed. Even you. Okay. You're a busy lady. What time we're meeting? Bang on the time that we agreed to meet. You're there ready to go. And also I haven't got to get in the car, drive anywhere to meet anyone. So I'm going to waste all of that time. So much, so much more efficient that now I'm, I'm really assessing what I do in my business or my corporate business and say, why do I need to be in these offices? Why do I need to go there and do training with 100 people in a room? I can do it all here on Zoom. And all I've got to do is make sure that I'm online and I've got Wi-Fi and I'm ready to go. Million percent. And right now is the opportunity where even if someone doesn't feel appropriate to pitch their product right now, or whatever the case may be, they could actually use this time to learn social media, to get on it, to practice content, to, to put out because the, you know, Grant says this all the time. It's not the best product. It's the best known product. So if I start seeing Spencer every single day and I hear you and, you know, when this thing opens up, you're on my mind. So whatever your product is, I'm going to go to you because I have just spent the last 30 days during quarantine with you. So people can get exposed. They can get branding. Um, and, and they shouldn't really pay too much about their care about their feelings right, right now. Some people are like, oh, I'm not good at that. Like you were saying, oh, Elena and Grant are, you know, they put out this content all the time. It's easy for them. Like who, who, how can you tell me what's easy for me? Every single time I have an interview, every single time I go on stage, like the obnoxiousness of what I do to myself is so ridiculous. Like, but I do it anyway, because I want to get out there. I want people to know who we are. I believe in our products. I believe that we have, we can make a difference for the better, that people can be educated about finances, that people can have relationships that work. I want to be that person. So if I want to be that person I can't care what my what, what all my little feelings are all the time I have to do it anyway and so you know the people that just want to make it seem like it's so easy or whatever they're just getting they're using those as excuses to let themselves off the hook and I try not to pay too much attention although I'm very sensitive I know that's a weakness of mine I know my strengths and weaknesses though you know? So when you know your strengths and weaknesses, they, you, you know how to build up and protect yourself around them. So I know that uh, I care and I'm sensitive, but it, it doesn't stop me from doing what has to be done. And if you don't believe in your product, the way I believe in mine, that's saying more about you than it is about me.
Hey, you know what? I can, I can vouch for what something you just said then, because I remember when you were in Dubai and you were going to go on stage and you would sit in there and you said to me, you have no idea how nervous I get. And, and literally, the nerves are running through you before you went on stage. So, so as, as polished as you are, as experienced as you are, as exposed as you are, still getting up on stage is a really nerve-wracking and terrifying thing for you until you've got up there and done it. it. It is. And I just have to, like, what I call assume the position. It's just, like, assume the position. Like, go. It's go time. It's not, you know, let me pity party my feelings are used as an excuse to stymie me or stop myself it's who cares They're, you know that's one thing that people right now are paying too much attention with their feelings and how do you feel about all of this and 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 yeah i don't want to negate feelings feelings are very important that's what gives us human emotion and capacity to feel things and i am probably one of the most sensitive people you will meet However, you can't use that as a thing to stop you and to hold you back in life. And I see too many people wanting to cry or get upset or this or that. And, you know, it goes back to that acceptance level. If we're at war with this virus, when you go to war, you're at war. There's going to be casualties. There's going to be upset but you're fighting a war you've got there's no time to sit back and cry or to feel sorry for yourself you've got to win this thing not only for yourself but for your family and your community so save a little cry pity party for later and you know what we're doing is figuring out how to just make ourselves bigger better stronger more unstoppable because a lot of people depend on us and i would rather die then let my own self, my family, my community, or the world that believes in us down. So, you know, it's like, you know, when you're going after a fire or you're a fire truck racing to go put out a fire, you're not going to sit there and like uh, be upset with the dogs chasing the tires, trying to bite your tires. I'm going to fight out wars. I can't stop and get caught up with all the little haters. They're going to say all their little negative comments that, you know, have zero other uh, products that they can produce for themselves. So their mission becomes about, oh, let's see Grant and Elena fail or whatever whomever has this similar situation with their business. Oh, let's get that product. I can't wait to see them fail, get divorced, go to nothing. Ha, you know, so there's some people that want to see us lose all of our money right now. Nothing would make them happier. Guess what? You can take all my money. I don't care because money didn't make me who I am what makes me who I am and which no one will ever be able to take away is my courage, my integrity, my honor, my conviction, my discipline, my confidence, my willingness to dig in for greatness. And guess what? That comes with me. Whether some virus kills my body or not, or some person or whomever, no one's taken any of that away from me. That goes with me to the afterlife in heaven, reincarnation, or whatever anyone else like believes, those attributes come with me. And on the other side of this, I will have more of that. And my vision, my plan for the future, that I use imagination and wisdom, and my determination 
will prove, and I will die trying, that on the other side of this, and I don't know when, but it will make everything that I have ever done look like child's play. Amen, sister. Amen, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and all the people that want to fight for themselves for a better life because they know they're not just trapped in a little tiny body that want to go for greatness because they know they can be that, that beacon of hope and they can take that responsibility for others. All of those people, we come up together. That's, that's you know, that's what I'm going to take out of this. Okay. We've both got the Dunkirk spirit. We've both got the fight. We've got the courage. We're ready to go. Okay, let's make some good decisions. Let's, let's, give, let's give our audience three things that they can do today. Okay, it's daytime where you are. It's nighttime where we are. But three things that they can action today from the book of Elena, let's call it. Okay, okay. So three pieces of advice we can give them right now. Specific advice of the things that they, they could do to be, to be productive from this moment onwards. To be productive, uh, write a to-do list every single day where you physically see the things that you want to do and check them off. Um, practice kindness. You know, the definition of power is the ability or the capacity to influence the behavior of others. So what else could they do? Make another list of how you could uh, could 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 demonstrate power to yourself. Is it making your kids smile? Is it being nice to your family? Is it getting on social media and changing the difference or the having an influence of the outcome of others? What can you do? So write your to-do list, figure out how you can be more powerful and do something to self-enhance right now what can you do do you need to learn a, a skill do you need to better educate yourself on your job or your or uh you know whatever it is that's going to make you an asset in your business look if you just lost your job why are you agreeing to lose your job why aren't you calling like if your job is to get a job and you can't get a job right now why aren't you calling your, your employer and saying, hey, you know what? I understand you had to fire me, but you know what? I believe in this company. I believe in this. What can I do? Can I make calls? Can you make calls anyway? Look, I know when we come back, you're hiring me back. Why can't people use imagination, creativity, and wisdom to find and create a position for themselves, whether they're getting paid or not? Great advice. I look at a lot of people in businesses and I say, right now, if you're employed and you're lucky enough to have a job at the moment, okay, you need to demonstrate that you're the best employee in that company. You need to make sure that the people that own and run that business are looking at you saying, we can't do without this person. So make sure you bring your A game to work every single day, work do over and above everything that you need to do so that you can demonstrate you're just that, that kind of person that every employer wants to see. Another thing that I'm noticing as well is a lot of people look at you looking glamorous and gorgeous as ever. Okay. A lot of people jumping onto their, their zoom sessions with their staff, their, their, their employers and doing their work together, but they look like they're in their sleepers. They look like they're in their pajamas. They look like they're in their wife beater t-shirts and stuff. And it's like, for me, 
to, I, I have to get into work dress for work mode. So during the day, I get up, do my exercise, and I put my suit on. Okay, I'm, uh, and I'm the only person that's got my suit on. I work all day long, and all of the people I'm talking to on Zoom, I'm the one with the shirt and tie on. I'm the one that's dressed for business because I want them to know that I mean business. And I think that if everybody does that, okay, it, it, psychologically it positions you, doesn't it? When you get up and, and, you, and you're dressed for business, you, you feel like you can do more business type stuff and you don't get sucked into wasting time and unnecessary types of activities. You say about the to-do list, love that. This, this is a secret that I have around to-do lists. We naturally will write a to-do list. Let's say there's 10 things. And typically we write the things that we like to do on the to-do list first and the things we like to do at the bottom the least. So whenever I write a to-do list, I flip it upside down and I start, okay, from, from the other end so that I get through the stuff that I don't want to do first. And then I can look forward to the other things I have to do during the course of the day. I love that. I'm going to do that with my to-do list. It's, it's, it's how we behave as human beings. It's just natural. I've got to do that, that, that. And it's, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Well, I've got to get it done. So I better put it on the list. And a lot of the time, if you do it that way, you'll end up doing the things that you want to get done. And those one or two things at the bottom that you really don't want to get done, they get bumped to the next day. And a lot of the time, okay, they do, they don't, they get bumped. So a lot of the time. Also, what I do is when I write my to-do list, I work out how long each of those things is actually really going to take. So some mm. on the list might be a 15 minute task. Some might be a five minute. I've got to call, uh, I've got to call Elena. I've got to call Raquel and I've got to book Elena in for a podcast. Okay. Right. That's, that, that's, a, that, that's a five minute thing. Okay. Okay. I've got to do this report. Okay. That's a 30 minute thing. And so I give myself time allocation and also I give myself rewards. And so during the course of the day, I won't have a coffee until I've done the first three things on my list. All right, because I like to have a coffee to start my day. No coffee, get your first three things done. Okay, then you can have a coffee. Then and you the, earn your coffee time. Yeah, exactly, you've earned it. It's exactly, right. I've earned my coffee. I'm have, I'll have my coffee and I'll put in my, I put in my agenda 10 minutes for a coffee. And so I'll have the coffee, I'll sit down, I might be thinking or whatever I'm doing. And I'm, I've done that, I've earned that. And then I, I can't go on again, okay, and give, unless I give myself a reward, okay, and what I've got to go through to get that reward. And that might seem for some people crazy, but it really works for me. Dress for success, be focused, be clear on what you've got to do, do the crappy stuff first, okay, and then get on to the positive stuff. What about new relationships? I'm wearing heels right now, by the way, in my own home, because like I have to be in the right mindset when I do these things. So I don't think you're crazy. I am million percent agree. When I'm in sweats versus when I'm in work clothes, I feel psychologically better. But what were you saying? So we, we, I've forgotten what I was saying, actually. We were talking about, um, what did I say? <laughs> I've got such a terrible short term memory. So we spoke about the, the, the things that, oh yeah, your, your, work, your work gear, yeah, yeah. Scheduling things in your diary, taking the time out, giving yourself a reward for doing it. I love it. And some people do think I'm nuts. Okay. But okay. Relationships are really important. If you, and this is where salespeople get it wrong. This, I'm getting emails, WhatsApps. I'm getting um, um, LinkedIn messages of people trying to sell me stuff right now. And it's just so wrong. Don't try and sell me stuff right now. Phone me up and see how I am. Because there's a lot of people that can't make a decision or won't make a decision for a few weeks. They're still going to make a decision. But if they think you're desperate to sell something to them, then invariably what they're going to do is push back and think, hey, this guy's a bit desperate. So I would, I would take all of my database right now. So let's say I've got 100 people, a million people, whatever the number is. I'd pick the phone up and I'd call everyone for two reasons. Number one, people are answering the phone at the moment. 
they're answering the phone because they're at home, okay? Usually they don't answer the phone. So people are happy to take a phone call. That's the first thing. The second thing is because they're happy to take a phone call, you, when you talk to them, you're gonna talk to two groups of people. The group of people that when you say, how are you feeling about what's going on right now, that are in the doom and gloom phase, they're gonna be, oh, it's really bad, it's this, it's that and whatnot. And then you're gonna have the other group of people. And those other group of people are gonna be the pragmatic people, the Elena Cardones of this world, okay? That are saying, you know what, the situation's not great, We've got to get things sorted out. But as soon as this is over, guess what? Okay, I'm accelerating. With those two groups, you know who your next consumers are going to be. You know who your next customers are going to be. It's the pragmatic ones because the doom and gloomers and the worriers probably are going to take a bit longer to get out of that mindset. So I focus. So if I have a phone call, if I make 100 calls, 50 of them, let's say they're miserable, 50 are pragmatic. I know as soon as this lockdown's over, that those 50 are going to be the people that I'm going to be doing sales to, whatever my products or service is. Absolutely. I love that strategy. Okay, good. We're on the same page as that. Okay, so um, now we've gone through those things. Okay, tell, tell me, Elena, okay, you, you, you are a living example of what people need to do and you document your life on a regular basis. And, 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 and okay, let's take the naysayers and put them to one side. There's people looking at you, okay, they think, I want to be like Elena, okay? I, I, I want to be like her. I want to have what she's got. I want to, I want to, I want to be a strong, powerful businesswoman. I want to be a, a, a motivator, an inspirational person. That's what I want to do. Okay. You've written a book. I've written a book. Okay, you've written, have you written more than one book? Or, or you, no, you, no, I can't want to. Okay, you said you're writing your second one now. That's a labor of love, writing a book, okay? Oh, man. Painful for people like us who don't like to sit still. I know you're the same way. <gasps> okay. Oh, so right. That's maddening. Absolutely maddening. But yes, go on. So isn't now such an amazing time if somebody does want to write a book? Because you don't need to sit with a pen and a paper or an old-fashioned typewriter. You can voice note the whole book out if you really want to. Yeah, I got to learn that voice thing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, now is the time for so many creative, so much creativity and, and imagination. Out of 2008, I know Uber came out of the 2008, Venmo. Do you remember some of the other ones? Some really great companies. So I know the future is going to be, you know, Airbnb, uh, Bobby just said. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting what comes out of this. People are going to get creative we had you had with 2008 we had airbnb we had uber venmo we had slack we had square okay a whole bunch of businesses started around that pinterest started around that time as well and so there's been wonderful opportunities and before uber came along did any of us ever imagine we would be hailing taxes that way no did any of us think that we'd be using in a service like airbnb no and the, the changes that are coming along right now, I think there's massive opportunity there. All right, one last thing before you go, because I don't want to take too much of your time. You did something that I don't think everybody knows about, and I just want to share it with them, and I want to say thank you for doing it. There's a lady called Maria Conciasau that I introduced you to when you were in Dubai. You listened to her story, and you did something that I thought was, was quite incredible by insisting that she came to the 10X Growth Conference and 10X Ladies and come and join you for that experience and come and share her story. And she did that on your 10X Ladies stage. You, you are one hell of a lady for doing that. And I have so much gratitude for you for making that happen because the difference you made to her life 
and the difference you made to those girls' lives was nothing short of phenomenal. So before we finish, I just want to say a big thank you from my heart for doing that. That was an extremely, extremely kind and Cardone thing to do. Well, thank you. And that brings tears to my eyes because, um, because I really respect her and I admire her and she is purely the definition to me of what a woman in power is. And she was so extremely impactful and inspiring and motivating on that stage. And she inspires me to be greater and better and, you know, I should be doing more. So she was definitely my woman in power, woman of the year. And I was very honored to have her there. And I should be thanking you for introducing me to her. Oh man, anytime. It's funny how we both got emotional about her, isn't it? What a cool lady. Yeah, she's a very powerful woman. The power, capacity, or ability to influence the behavior of others. And what she has done and what the work she's doing around the world is, is very admirable and self-sacrificing. And she has so much integrity and grit and will and fight that... Um, she uh, she definitely gives me a run for my money. <laughs> if there's ever a lady that's been born with a why, then she's definitely got one, hasn't she? Yes. Elena, I love Elena. you to bits. I was I just... You. I love you to bits. Thank you so much for everything. Give a hug to the kids for me. Say hi to Bobby. Tell Uncle G that Spencer says hi. And hopefully we'll see you all again soon. Stay safe in Miami and be good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for bringing me to Dubai today. Thank you so much. Bye. Can when you coming back? Soon. Okay. You make a promise. Okay. <laughs> I ain't scared. I ain't scared. No virus is gonna stop me. I'm coming. I'm coming back. <laughs> Love you to bits, hon. Take care. See you soon. Thank you.